The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Network. Scumbags! Rage! Sports Rage with Gabe Morency. Rage all you want. This is Sports Rage, Sirius XM Channel 159. Let's do this thing. I didn't realize it was my Twitter anniversary today. I just got a, uh, I got a thing from Twitter. It's your Twitter anniversary. 13 years. You joined Twitter 13 years ago today. It says, do you remember where you were when you joined Twitter? I actually do. I actually do, because I remember saying, what the hell is this stuff? <laughs> I was like, what's this? And uh, and I do. I was sitting in the SCORE television network offices. So I, I'm bad with years. So 13 years ago, I was on the SCORE. Now I know. People ask me. I was like, when is that? I'm like, I don't know. People talk about it like it was yesterday all the time. It's 13 years ago. Um all right, so a story I wanted to get to, we didn't get to. We got Jason B. Takafin going to be joining us. I saw a story here about uh, MMA betting, suspicious betting um, uh, activity on MMA. I'm like, oh, what's this? And it's a little bit of a deceptive headline because it sort of implies that there was something corrupt going on, but there wasn't. Had nothing to do with the fighters, but betters who wagered on the uh, uh, PFL Challenger Series. Betters who wagered on a mixed martial arts event that was billed as a live broadcast this past Friday found their accounts under review over the weekend after a sports betting integrity monitor system flagged suspicious betting activity and the professional fighters league. So the problem was Fubo TV promoted the Friday broadcast of the PFL Challenger Series as live at 9 p.m. Eastern. The PFL tweeted Friday evening, the fighters are in the building for tonight. Odds on the Challenger Series moved significantly in favor of the winning fighters Friday afternoon. Um, Like massive, uh, massive movement. Uh, And in fact... um, like all the way from like pickums to minus 2500s and stuff like this. So essentially, um, in a statement, so essentially here, basically, people knew the results and the sports books posted this on Friday. U.S. Integrity, a Las Vegas-based company that monitors betting markets, sent out an alert to sportsbooks saying it's confirmed with the PFL that the fights were actually pre-taped on March 25th. As such, it's very possible that any potentially suspicious wager activity was indicative of nefarious behavior. That's not nefarious behavior. That's a mistake by you guys for putting a lineup. 
So, like, nefarious behavior is like fixing a match. You're not fixing a match. Sportsbooks contacted by ESPN said they're looking into the matter. Some books have not settled bets on the event while they're reviewing what happened. Arizona Department of Gaming is removing the PFL from its wagering catalog. Yeah, that's, that's going to be a fallout right there. Colorado's investigating. Uh, Nevada says they're aware of the situation, which means they don't care. <laughs> New Jersey declined comment. What did I say about Jersey? <laughs> Jersey's like, F off. Has nothing to do with us. What do you want from us? Uh, nothing. What do you want? What do you, what, what do you, what do you want from us? I blame the books for this. The late night anger management class. This is Sports Rage. I am Renzi. The pimps, the players, the hustlers, the people of Boston, and everybody else in between. Interesting situation with PFL betting, but it's going to be a bad fallout now because, you know, sports books are not going to want to put PFL up right now. Like PFL, if you're PFL, you got a problem with Fubo. So essentially, there's a, a betting controversy. Betters who bet on the PFL on Friday. And the whole thing is, there are some people that didn't know and bet on the card anyway. So how do you prove whether they knew or not? That's why you can't prove this stuff. So in other words, it was taped. It was taped on the 25th. The sports books thought it was live. The television network was pretending it was live. And it wasn't live. And I guarantee you, so who, who bet on this stuff then? The fighters, right? The fighters did. Let's just call it out for what it is. The fighters did. Because the fighters would realize, oh, my God, hey, there's, hey you're, you know what? There's lines up for your fight. What? I won. I already lost. I already won. And I'm not saying the fighters. The fighters' wives, fighter sisters, camps, training camp, whatever. You know what I mean? Everyone's going to start hammering this stuff. And they did. Numbers were going crazy. All in on one sides of fights. And now they're not paying people. They shut it down. U.S. integrity is uh, indicative of nefarious behavior. It's not nefarious behavior. If you read the newspaper and you know something, that's not insider trading, like if it's public knowledge. That's their fault. You shouldn't be taking bets on something if you don't know what time it's at. This has happened before. I never forget. It was a famous situation with Portugal. The Portuguese Soccer League was taking bets. It was in Montreal, and uh, the Montreal like lottery, the Quebec lottery, takes bets and stuff. This is about 20 years ago. And there was like a uh, tornado warning or something. It was like a, a very big inclement weather in Portugal. And Portugal always played their games on Saturday, and they didn't. They played their games Friday morning. All right, except this is like pre-internet days and stuff. The only people that knew were like Portuguese guys that hung around in Portuguese cafes that actually watched Benfica games and sporting games. They literally went to the bank and they put like $8 million on it because they knew the results. It went to court for years. The, 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 the lottery refused to pay them. It's a late night anger management class. This is sports rage. Vent your rage. Bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. You might be right. It's simple, but something you almost never hear in politics today, with each side more concerned about scoring political points than solving problems. 
I'm Bill Haslam, a Republican. And I'm Phil Bredesen, a Democrat. We're former Tennessee governors, and we invite you to listen to our podcast, You Might Be Right. Join us and guests like Al Gore, Paul Ryan, Judy Woodruff, as we take on important issues facing our country. Listen and subscribe to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. All right, we are now less than 48 hours from first pitch. Let's do this thing. Countdown to play ball is on. Jason B. Tackett knows a thing or two about baseball. He won three championships as a general manager. The Toronto Blue Jay organization steps up and in to break it down with us before he goes to Atlanta. You're going to see the banner and all this type of stuff. As a Dodger fan, I'm actually offended. Jason B. Takafin steps up. And what's going on, Jason? How you doing? You should be offended, but you should also be inspired because your team is looking mighty good this year. So this this is pretty cool. What better way for you to start off uh, the Major League Baseball season uh, than taking in uh, the Atlanta Braves uh, season opener. And of course they are the defending world series champions hosting the Cincinnati Reds. Tradition is dead. The season opening up with the Reds. That doesn't, that doesn't happen anymore. Although this, this schedule is a little bit different because the schedule was already made. We're off and running right now. Yeah. Uh, I think it's going to be really cool. I've never seen a ring ceremony that I, I've never been a part of live, uh, which I think is pretty cool. And the Braves, I hate the Braves because I'm from Montreal. I say that like as a fan, but it's a well-run franchise. Obviously, their general manager is from Montreal. They really earned this World Series. They were really close in 2020 when your Dodgers came back from 3-1 to one, uh, to beat them in seven. They've won four straight divisions. They obviously had that 13- or 14-year run in the 90s and early aughts. It's, it's a very impressive organization. They've made the playoffs 21 out of the last 30 years. That is just absolute insanity. So, listen, you were, you were in the minor leagues uh, for years, so you're used to— you're used to sort of the rule tweaks and rule changes uh, that they apply at the minor league level first, but it seems to me that they're on the on a rampage right now. And there's too many of these things coming at us at once. Yeah. And just boom, electronic devices. Now I heard about this before, but here we are right now. The season is here, and they are. You don't have to use it if you don't want to, but if you want to use the if the device right now, you can. To me, I just don't, I see the irony here and a bad irony in that, well, we don't want electronics and, you know, aids and digital stuff in the game. And the Astros went too far with technology. So let's add a bunch of technology to correct that. I think to me, it's just sort of doubling down on something, creating a problem that really isn't there. And another thing is there's no pitch clocks and the electronic devices are not something that has been used in baseball for 146 years. Yeah. So I'm not sure why we need them now. 
You know, it reminds me of instant replay when it was instituted, where it just they rammed everything down our throats way too fast. And they were almost overcompensating for like being late on instant replay by 30 or 40 years. Someone's going to be able to hack this electronic thing very quickly. It'll take like I'm not even talking about other teams, like a 12 year old sitting at home. Or like some like TikTok star, someone who's like really down with technology and kind of understands how to use it. If I were a betting man, which I am, I would say this technology will be out of the game by about mid early early to mid May because it's just not going to work out very well. And they'll start it at the minor leagues and they'll and they'll plan it a little bit better. You know, the minors always should have been used as a b- bigger and better testing ground for new rules, new technology, new umpire angles, new camera angles, new communication, new start times, all these different things. They've done it a few like sort of line by line items, but they never embraced it. And now that they're embracing it. They should have used this technology. I think they're going to go back to the drawing board with this when all said and done. It seems a bit weird. Also, it, it, it also doesn't seem like you're not going to convince someone who's been like Adam Wainwright's not using technology with Yadier Molina, right? Like, like you're not going to just all of a sudden have a veteran just. Well, like, this is this is where it's going to cause confusion as well because some pitchers are going to want it and some pitchers aren't going to want it. Like I saw right. Severino saying that he wants to use it in his first start, and as you stated, so what happens if a bunch of teams get used to this stuff? Not to mention. Uh, the fact I like what you talked about about people being able to you know somehow screw screw the system up if they yeah. literally wanted to. I mean, people are able to hack into the Russian state media. <laughs> if they're able to rush in and if, if anonymous are able to get in there, I think they'll be able to get into the pitch.com uh, device yeah. or whatever the hell it is. Oh, it's secure. Uh, don't worry about it. And I can just see it too. It's just they said, oh, it's going to pick up the flow of the game as well. It's like, how many times are you going to see a catcher? Oh, this thing doesn't work. Saying to the umpire, sorry, it doesn't work. And, and you know, oh, it didn't work in this stadium, and it does. And then you get relying on it. As we stated, it's not a mandatory thing. But really, we're doing this because, oh, well, it'll prevent people from stealing signs. Yeah, it's also, I think they're looking to embrace technology and to show that they're forward thinking. And I think... In some instances, that's correct. But like remember, eight maybe- forward, they, they'll save you a lot of trouble. Like they're, but- you know, what I mean, they can do things marketing the game and little things around the game. Look, Jason, I brought up. What do you think about this? I brought up. They're so concerned with the length of the game. How much time do we waste in between innings? Yeah, the pitchers really they're wasting the pitches. Does the right fielder really need to play catch with a ball boy in between every inning for as long as he does? Yeah, I would like to see the last commercial go in game and kind of get rid of half a half a minute before uh, in every single half inning. I think that's a start. I'm all for guys getting loose, but I'm with you. Like I, I would really like to see that short. And you see it in soccer. Like if the Euro Cup can have commercials during, yeah, the why game, don't they have in game? Exactly, another thing too. Because oh well, we got to get the commercials in. No, shorten it thirty seconds. It'll make a difference. That adds up through nine innings. The thirty seconds in between every inning, you're saving yourself a little time there. You're not changing the rule or the integrity of the game. And it's not like basketball where these players are hockey where they're running up and down the field constantly. They've been right. sitting in a dugout anyways. They're ready to go. You have to adhere to these big, large cable networks, which, by the way, some teams own, like SNY and the Yes Network. And so you have to adhere to them paying big dollars. Yeah, but people watch the in-game ad more. That's another thing. I don't understand why they haven't forced that down our throat in North America. They, 
especially with ad blocking and people watch walk away as soon as there's a commercial, they've changed the channel, etc. Mm. If I was a sponsor, I would I'd be elated if they said, listen, we're gonna have this in game. I'd be great. In the 21st century, if you asked a social media influencer or someone who is the target demographic that baseball wants to get, they would say, why are you showing not content on your commercial, on your, on your station? Like, why are you inviting me to change the channel every seven minutes by showing me not your game, shorten up the commercial time, show more content. Don't make it so that I, I, I know for three minutes, I'm not going to see action. Like that's, that is a very prehistoric thing for young people. Like they're used to skipping ads on YouTube that are six seconds long. It's Why constant. Every three outs, there's another. Oh God, another long there's commercial. Another two yeah. and a half minutes, and then you, and then there's, and then there's, you know, pitching changes during the game. There's just too many. I think commercials in game are just they're inevitable. I think they're gonna they're gonna need to shorten the games. I think that the fans will also. Like I used to go to Blue Jays games. I live in Toronto, and like they, in the, it would be like nine thirty at the end of the fifth inning. And you're like, okay, I'm not sitting here till eleven thirty, then taking the train home for forty five minutes. It's just, it's just not realistic on a Tuesday. And I think the owners like it because oh, I'll give people they go buy, they go buy stuff, right? They'll go buy beer, they'll buy food, etc. I get it, but it's just crazy. They're willing to sort of bastardize. They're willing to bastardize the rules of the sport. And all and all this other stuff. And another quick thing too is we're up against it here with this segment. But baseball, you and I have discussed it. MLB.com is very good actually, and it's crazy. They're actually critical of their own league on the website, which is surprising. Yeah. I know. So yeah, like they they're pretty good. Like their beat writers aren't really hindered. They they they'll be critical argues you know critical columns or debates etc. about subjects in Major League Baseball. But one thing that they are antiquated in is, well, whatever, the blackout stuff is ridiculous in some markets. And number two, as good as they are digitally and stuff, because they were the first, they were really, the MLB.com was better than everybody at first. Yeah. Is their their stupidity with not allowing clips on Twitter, they allowing the fan influencers to sort of, oh, my God, look at this. Like the NBA and even the NFL eased up and realized, listen, these people are just showing little mini clips of our product. It's just making our product. Because you see, if you see Mike Trout or someone make a great play on Twitter and a little gift, maybe it'll make you want to actually tune in, tune into the damn game. I mean, they don't they don't understand that that some of these bigger companies did that was like, listen, they're not ripping us off for our content. They're actually promoting us. More with Jason on the other side. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Can you remember a time when you thought someone you disagreed with might actually be right? In the new podcast, You Might Be Right, former Tennessee governors Bill Haslam and Phil Bredesen pose that question to guests like Paul Ryan, Al Gore, and Judy Woodruff. Come for the stories, stay for the substance and expert insights into some of the most challenging issues facing the country, including affordable housing, crime, and education. Listen to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee, available wherever you get your podcasts. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling, the collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. 
the slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love, all at once. Starting at $40 a month, experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Things they could do this and the marketing and all this other stuff. But I wanted to get to some uh, get to some uh, talk. But what's your take on what we were talking about? I want to finish your thought. Is that there's a company called Buzzer, which is literally doing that, which is trying to connect the regional sports networks to the fans online, so that it's an authenticated link where they can find if they see a highlight and they want to watch the rest of the game, they can go do that through their feed and. Baseball lost a generation of young people that didn't allow that didn't see things on TikTok or Twitter because MLB had this antiquated system of seeing highlights. And I think that they are easing up. If the NFL could ease up, the NFL was probably the worst for, for years about highlights. Um, at least on paid TV. The UFC with their pay-per-view is a little bit different, but even uh, soccer, if you notice, remember years ago, oh, you can't see this in your region, you can't do this, oh, no, you know the rights. Even soccer now, they don't care. They realize, listen, you can't fight the internet, bro. You're going to see it. And not only that, but, like, it, even if you don't pay, like, we used to have this argument at the UFC, like, even if you even if you pirate the UFC pay-per-views a few times a year, you're still a fan, and you're still consuming the content, and you may buy tickets. And also, it's expensive. And you are exposed to their sponsors still. Right. Right, and, and, you and are still that. getting the Monster Energy drink. Like Monster Energy drink, you're right. You know, it's a good point. The sponsors, even with the streaming, are still getting their bang for their buck. You know, it's funny. I always relate back to like pirating, pirating um, like pay per views and stuff, and like illegally streaming games. Is kind of like having scalpers around your stadium, where it's like. Yeah, you don't want scalpers, but like at the same time, you kind of want that atmosphere to make it. No, look no, like you do because it makes it. There's a buzz that makes 100%. it exactly. Because exactly, 100%. if nobody wants to stream and steal your product, then your product sucks. You're in right? Because it's like, well, no one even cares enough to get a stream going for this, bro. There's streams That's for the arena league, right? Like, you're exactly right. And That's exactly I, it, dude. I was in, I was in the ticket business, all right, yeah. and I scalping. In the early days. And, you know, I started off as like a, you know, it's a 10 and 11 year old, 12 year old type thing, working for an older guy who always used to know what tickets would go on sale. Yeah. And it used to be that deal. You'd hear it on the radio. John journey goes on sale this Friday. He'd already have us a bunch of kids waiting in line on Wednesday. And he are, he always knew already. And I told him, you know, he doesn't want to give away his stuff, but I knew him for years. And he finally told me, he goes, who the hell do you think he told me all this stuff? He goes, the promoter. Of course. Oh, Donald K. Donald. Yeah. <laughs> he goes, the promoter told me. I said, really? He goes, and I was kind of, I said, so what's, you know? And he goes, well, number one, he goes, he knows we, all the scalpers. He goes, number one, we're all going to buy like 5,000 tickets automatically. Yeah. So those tickets sold. He says, it creates a buzz because the event looks sold out. And then suddenly he said, and it creates a bigger buzz when you pull up outside an arena and you see a bunch of people, tickets, who's got tickets, tickets, tickets. 100%. It's all part of the show. The promoters understand that. 100%. And not to mention, there are probably some back deals like the promoter either asking for tickets back or whatever. Like, it's it's a very sophisticated business. And 
a lot of teams. That's why you see. Well, now they have their secondary market stuff where they're that's that's kind of sleazy because they'll. Oh, sorry, sold out. Buy on the secondary market that we actually control and own. <laughs> well, the Red Sox got in trouble for that also because they were realizing, well, like, why are we not absorbing the high costs that we created? And that's why SeatGeek and all the other companies are getting, are doing partnerships with teams to also get the manifest. So, like, if there are empty seats, and it does, like, if if you and I are going to a game and we're going to, let's say, a 76ers game, it doesn't really matter to us if a ticket is. If a season ticket hold, if a ticket's available because it's not sold, or a season ticket holds, bring it back into the system. Um, SeatGeek's going to allow us, or whomever their partner is going to allow us, StubHub, to be able to just buy the seat as is. Like you should be working with your partner on that stuff. Jason B. Takafin kicking it with us. All right, so let's let's get into it uh, right now. Let's go division by division, just sort of rapid fire. Um, for future future betters, let's start off with the American League East. Are you buying in? Toronto Blue Jays are the favorites right now, plus 170. Man, they were like plus 250 and plus 275 and all that type of stuff. The Chapman deal actually had a pretty big impact with the books. Yeah, That's should. when they sort of said, all right, yeah, we're buying in now to the Jays fully here. And, you know, the Yankees haven't been overwhelming. They didn't really do anything in the offseason. The Rays just traded uh, Austin Meadows away. Uh, your Red Sox are 5-1 to one right now. And forget about Baltimore. But Blue Jays plus 170, I think they win a division. I think so, too. You and I were very bullish on them last week about being over at 91.5. I even took their over at 92.5. I think the plus 170 is also reflective of Chris Sale's not going to be back for a long time. The Red Sox rotation is not very good. Uh, Xander Bogarts has an opt-out of the season, and they just signed Trevor Story to a six-year contract. That story is going to rear its ugly head. And the Yankees, to me, I took the under with the, with the Yankees also. To me, there's just they're, they're depending on two big things. One is they really think Jamison Tyon and Severino and Cortez and Montgomery are going to be very good. The, like I'm not sold on those four guys at all. And they're really banking on Giancarlo Stanton to be healthy. He had 35 home runs last year. Once in his career has he played consecutive seasons, both times over 123 games. He is not a healthy player. I know he's had really bad luck, like when he broke his face. He's 32 right now. He played 139 games last year. They're asking a lot for him to be able to hit 35-plus homers again. And I just don't think he's going to do it. Aaron Judge is going to be Aaron Judge. Slot him in for another top eight MVP you know, MVP finish. He's going to be perfect. But the other players, I'm not really sold on, especially that rotation. So I think that's one of the reasons why the Jays are heavily favored, too. All right. So American League Central, Chicago White Sox right now, they open up the season as minus 210 favorites. Minnesota Twins plus 490. Detroit Tigers plus 550. KC 20 to 1. And um, same thing uh, for the Cleveland Guardians. I could be in the minority here, and I'm surprised that the Twins are paying this much, but I don't yeah. think there's that much of a gap between the White Sox and the Twins, and especially with the offseason that the Twins had. I brought this up uh, earlier. We had Matt Snyder from CBS Sports uh, with his earlier Jason talking uh, baseball, and we were talking about um, we were talking about Buxton and yeah. the impact that this guy has. And, guys, so going back from 2019 to 2021, and I think war is a little overrated personally, but nevertheless, war per 162 games through 2019 and 21. Number one, Mike Trout, 835. Number two, Buxton, 832. 
Number three, Fernando Tatis Jr., 807. Number four, Aaron Judge, 746. Number five, Mookie Betts, 743. But I think it puts in perspective what an impact player Buxton can be if he's healthy for these guys. Yeah, the question is, has he been healthy? He's only played in 39% of the games in the last four years. The Twins love their homegrown stars. Kent Herbeck, Tony Oliva, Joe Maurer, Kirby Puckett, even... Um, uh, there's a bunch of like they love their homegrown guys. He just signed a seven-year extension. Presumably, it's going to take him to the end of his career. When he's playing, and I hate to like if he stays healthy, but if he's played 187 of a possible 384 yeah. games, yeah, 39. But, yeah, in the 187 games, he's um, he said 277 with 42 home runs, 25 steals, and a 9.6 WAR. With the nicest defense you're going to see visibly. One of the only players you can say his defense is actually worth the price of admission to see him run down. Like, remember in 2009 or 10, like Franklin Gutierrez with the Mariners had like the best defensive center field ever. Like, statistically, it was a, he, he hit, he fielded the equivalent of if yeah. 400. Nothing hits the ground with this guy back there. <laughs> he, is, he is a joy to watch. And now you're adding him and you're adding Correa. And those two guys play defense, and they show up every single day. Byron Buxton, while he's not really healthy, he has his game face on. He's a very serious player. Uh, they brought in Sonny Gray also. To me, I would still take the White Sox. I think they're in, they're in win-now mode. Like, I think they're in, um, you know, they brought in Kendall Graveman. They just traded Kimbrell. They brought in A.J. Pollock for a little bit more power. They're going to be making trades to make themselves better. They probably have one of the top three or four rosters, one through 28 right now. But I will tell you, buried in this division on the FanDuel lines are the Detroit Tigers at plus 370 to make the playoffs. And what I'm I was saying into that, yeah, the Tigers. So you like, you know, I was going to ask you about the Tigers. To make the playoffs, so you can say if they make the playoffs, they got to go over 77 and a half wins then, too. So I think I'm going to tell you this about the Tigers. They started 9 and 24 last year. They were 15 games under on May 7th. They finished the season eight games under. That means they were seven games over 500 in their last 130 games. They are adding Spencer Torkelson. They are adding Riley Green. They are adding Javi Baez. They are adding Eduardo Rodriguez. They are taking away Miguel Cabrera's glove, and he's not going to play that much. When you factor in that, not to mention in 2014, they averaged 36,000 fans per game. In 2019, they averaged 18,000 fans per game. Like the Phillies, they see a direct correlation between winning and people attending their games. And they are probably really tired of this rebuild. They have a pretty decent rotation. Matt Manning, Scooble, Casey Mize, who we talked about last year. Plus 370 is very good value. The extended scope, it, it is... It is they have a lot of hurdles, but it's a team to watch down the stretch. I think they are as well. I got to tell you, it's amazing to me, Jason, because I respect the hell out of you. Uh, Jay Jaffe, uh, Fangraphs, was all with us last week. He said he thinks the Tigers can make the playoffs. Yeah. Right? He said he thinks the Tigers can make the playoffs, yet the number remains, it doesn't, the odds makers aren't buying in. Right, the odds makers have a wait and see attitude. Look, it's seventy-seven and a half. They won seventy-seven last year, and they do appear to be better this year. And the division isn't as good. They are much better. I think the 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 rear is a little bit better. Like I think the Royals are a little bit better. I think the Twins will be better. But 
I guardians just, are the not. Guardians, excuse me. <laughs> uh, the the guardians, well, they're a mess. I mean, that's the See, first. See, that's the thing, Jason. People laughed at me last year. I started calling the guardians the day it was announced. Oh. I said, yeah, because they were like, oh, they're stuff. I was like, no, no, I'm calling the guardians now, and I'll never make that mistake. Yeah. Uh, moving forward, I've been good. Well, Jason, on the other side, bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and... Producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Network. The late night anger management class. This is Sports Rage. Let's play ball. Let's do this thing. Countdown to first pitch is on. Great baseball talk on the show tonight. First with uh, Matt Snyder from CBSSports.com. Now Jason B. Takafin, three-time champion, uh, kicking it with us. All right, uh, Jason, so you were talking about the Detroit Tigers plus 370 uh, to make the playoffs, a team that you and I talked a lot about last year. And as we all know, the longest uh, playoff drought in professional sports, the Seattle Mariners, a team that I have already bet to go over their win total. It's 83 and a half and 84 and a half. It was 83 and a half and it was 84 and a half and it went back to 83 and a half and went back up to 84 and a half, <laughs> whatever. It's been, it's in that, in that neighborhood. We all know about the off season. They had Julio Rodriguez makes the team from, from opening day. They bring in Winker. They bring in Fraser. Uh, they bring in Suarez. They bring Suarez, in I'll tell you. Robbie Ray. Kelnick, I think, is going to be better this year. Now he's going to be more comfortable. I think he's ready to break out, actually, Kelnick. Takes guys a little while, man. Baseball's not easy. Look at Vlad Gray Jr. Even it takes, so you got to get some bats under your belt here at the big league level. The Kelnick, they are plus 180 to make the playoffs. Are they going to break through? And I think ownership will spend money at the deadline this year, Jason. They will do everything in their power to make the playoffs last year. I saw the Fandle has a great line, plus 180. It's not going to stay 180 for a while. I would jump on that. I have them. I also have them over 83.5. You know, we always talk about how there's like seven levels to a baseball season, the offseason, the preseason, before Memorial Day. They are going to make – they will be the most aggressive team, all things things considered. They're already pretty aggressive in the offseason. They have to replace Kyle Seager's 30-plus home runs. They did so with Jesse Winker, Eugenio Suarez, Robbie Ray, uh, Fraser. 
Uh, they're Julio Rodriguez for a full year. They are going to be making noise in the off season, in the in middle of the season as well. Plus 180 is pretty good. And they have a good bullpen too, right? And let's talk about bullpens. Don't they have, talk to me about their bullpen, one of the best bullpens in baseball. It's a yeah. deep bullpen. And bullpens win games in today's day and age. Because people remember last year, they look at Seattle's lineup. How are they doing this? How do they win games? They had a great bullpen. Yeah, they they have a lot of depth. Right now, you're allowed to have 28 men on the roster, 28 players. I think they also realize that they have to scare teams with their lineup also and be able to get big outs like you mentioned late. They're going to do that. I... I'm surprised Graveman. I'm surprised they let Graveman leave. I thought they would have got him back because they let him go to the White Sox, and they already had the best bullpen in baseball. And they got stronger, but they are going to be making more moves during the season. Uh, but they did. They do have a bullpen that can get guys out late, and that's going to come in really handy. Can they win that division though? I, I think, don't think so. Yeah, Houston are still better than they are, right? Houston's getting Verlander back. You know, you think that they're going to struggle when they they lose George Springer and they get nothing. Well, it's okay. You're done. Uh, Alvarez will come in. You think that they're going to lose Correa? Well, they love Pena. Now they're getting Verlander back. It's a machine there. It's They actually remind me of the Florida State Seminoles in the 90s where you just – it doesn't really matter what happens. They just kind of move along and they still keep winning. <laughs> and they just it, – it, you know like when FSU had like 13 straight years in the top like three? That's what the Astros are. Like they just they, – they were supposed to regress last year, and they went to the World Series and lost in six games. Like you, people didn't know who their rotation was. They had lost Garrett Cole. They didn't have Grinky. Grinky wasn't himself. They, Verlander was injured. It doesn't matter. They just kept on, kept on, and, and it's, it's really impressive. San Diego. Huh. Interesting to me that San Diego, when you look at their odds to make the playoffs, and for the record, guys, you can bet no for teams as well. Yeah. So you can also bet no. Like a good example is, I don't know if this is enough, it's 80 to 1 that the Pirates will not make the playoffs. If I had like $8 million, I, I, you know I mean, to win 100K, I think I would do it yeah. you know I mean? type thing. But for San Diego, they are minus 230, yes. To make the playoffs. I think that's a little ambitious. And I look put it this way. I'm not laying minus 230 for these guys to make the playoffs. Yeah. I know there's an extra playoff spot now. And I guess that's what the thinking is. The thinking is also that they have a deep rotation. They have Bob Melvin. I took the under at 88 and a half wins and no to make the playoffs. I think their division is too strong. And I think that you just can't assume that teams are going to be amazing. Like, you can expand the playoffs, but asking a team to win 90 games and they just had a meltdown last year and they're not going to have Fernando Tatis until about June. Like that's, you're asking a lot. Yes, they're getting back Mike Clevenger and they may even get, there's a lot of rumors about Jose Ramirez. Like that's a lot. Like you're asking a team to win a lot of games. It doesn't just happen like that. I'm very bearish on them. I took the no to miss the playoffs and the under. Jason B. Tackafin kick it with us. All right. So just for the record, the Houston Astros are minus 170 to win the division. Angels plus 380, Mariners plus 450, Rangers 22 to 1, Oakland 45 to 1. A lot of people like Houston and then think the Angels and the Mariners are the ones to sort of battle it out uh, here, but you're not quite as high on the Angels. I'm you expect the status quo that whatever, they'll get hurt and they won't have the pitching. Yeah. I'm not, I know they made great additions with Syndergaard and oh, by the way, Anthony Rendon is just sitting there at third base to go along with a healthy Mike Trout. Mike Trout at plus 550. These fan duel lines are incredible. Mike Trout at plus 550 for MVP is a pretty good number because he's going to get 
a lot of people he's going to get a lot of like oh well, you must have forgotten about how good mike trout is because he wasn't around last year and yeah. people just take him for granted 550 for that guy especially with otani as his protection that's going to be pretty good that's a i jumped on that that's a pretty good number for a player that good all right, so National League, uh, National League East odds, and uh, Jason's going to be in attendance on Thursday in Atlanta. Uh, the Atlanta Braves are plus 125 to win a division. The Mets plus 200. The Mets uh, season win total. They're the ones that have dropped the most. They yeah. were 91 and a half with, with the injury to DeGrom. DeGrom was worth three games uh, to them, down 88 and a half. Philadelphia Phillies plus 340. Marlins uh, 13 to 1. Nationals 40 to 1. Uh, value with the Braves, in your opinion, a plus 125 that you're getting them at a plus money? Anytime you can get a World Series champion, it's getting back like three of their best players who weren't a part of that team. And not to mention, as good as Freddie Freeman is, you're adding Matt Olson, who's maybe just as good. That's It's amazing, amazing value. Ronald Acuna Jr. Also, the additions are going to be sprinkled in. Like, Osuna's going to make the team in opening day. Acuna Jr. is on the is on the IL. He's going to be coming back in, in late April. Then Soroka's going to be coming back in July. They still have a deep farm system. And, oh, by the way, Ronald Acuna Jr., plus 900 for MVP. I jumped on that. Literally, like, jumped on that. For a player who is not a part of that World Series, he has a huge axe to grind, and he's going to be in FU mode from the second he steps into that box. Plus 900 for a player that good who is probably going to be in the top two or three to MVP before he blew out his knee. That is absolutely incredible value. I want to find out what else you put in. Just two more quick divisional uh, looks here. Milwaukee Brewers. This is a division of which nobody's really thinking highly. Listen, Pittsburgh or Pittsburgh, Cincinnati, for whatever reason, sort of let everybody go. I mean, yeah. they say Seattle just raided them, and they let Sonny Gray go to uh, to Minnesota. So, and they had something going there too. I don't know why uh, they did what they did, but they did. Nobody's really scared of the Cardinals coming into this season, although the Cardinals are a franchise and just sort of find a way all the time to be better yeah. than people think they're going to be. The Cubs are eleven to one. Is this a slam dunk in your opinion? The Brewers win this division minus one seventy. I think so. Not a lot of respect for the Cardinals. I took them at plus 100 to make the playoffs. I understand why it's low um, because they had to get a 17-game winning streak to kind of pull away from the pack. Jack Flaherty is still hurt. Uh, they didn't really do very much to bolster their rotation aside from getting Steve Matz. I did take them at plus 100. Uh, I did take the Cubs also under 74.5. I, I think that they're going to be still in rebuilding mode. They did pick up Stroman. They did pick up Suzuki. They still have Kendrick. I'm not sold on them. I don't think they have a complete major league roster. I think they're also going to make trades to make to sort of further that rebuild even more if they're able to. So very confidently uh, hit the uh, under 74.5, the over for 84 and a half wins on St. Louis and, and for them to make the playoffs. Also, Milwaukee's a machine. I know a lot of players. I know a lot of people. They totally are, and then they can't scratch out a hit. They've let they had two on and nobody out. Like I think three out of the last four times against the Braves, and they just double play. They'll wear you out with that good pitching. They show up, they play hard every day. It'll wear you out, but there's a talent, there's a ceiling to what they can do when they get into the playoffs. We've seen. I couldn't it. agree. I could not. Lacking. They need some star power there, bro. They're just lacking it. I know. I think they're going to have a little bit of urgency this year also. I, I think that they're, they're wasting it almost, aren't they? Because they can say, look, man, Atlanta keeps getting there, right? We can be right here in that mix with the dog. Like, really, if you look at the National League, if I'm Milwaukee, I'm thinking we're wasting this. We can be right here with the Braves and the Dodgers by nature of the division that we play in. But I can't disagree at 170. The Dodgers are the biggest favorites at, uh, at minus 230. 
uh, along with uh, the White Sox were minus 210. Uh, the Dodgers are minus 230. San Diego's plus 350. The Giants are 6-1. to one. Colorado... Uh, 120 to one, and Arizona 150 to one. For the record, I played the Dodgers season win total to the over. I got it at 96 and a half, but I like Colorado over 68 and a half. Jason, they won 48. They were 48 and 33 at home last year. I know. I know and- they sort of trade story for Bryant. Uh, say what you will about Grishuk. Um, you know he is who he is, but I think he's yeah. going to he's going to have some numbers at home. I like the old dude. They won what 73, 74 last year. I think this team goes over again. Give me Colorado over 68 and a half. Yeah, it's a good bet. They only have to win like 23, 24 games on the road if they're going to have that good of a home record. They have guys who hit fly balls like Grishik and Bryant. For all the for all the flack that the Rockies ownership gets for that Arenado trade, Arenado had a player option. He was going to leave, and the only way for them to be able to get the only way for them to get value for him was trading him to a team where he agreed to stay. They didn't have a lot of leverage there, and it sucks when a homegrown Hall of Fame guy leaves, but. That was the contract he signed, and I didn't really. I thought that the ownership took a little bit more flack. To me, it's the Dodgers division. Sandy, uh, the the Giants are going to be a really tough out. Their rotation, you know, you, you're adding Carlos Rodon to that, even though they lost Kevin Gosman. It seems like they're just going to be even better. They're going to be adding Joey Bart, even though they're losing Posey. They're going to be very good. And people are not expecting. People are not giving him any respect. No. It's almost, and, and, and listen, I got to be honest. I, I do respect them. Obviously, you got to fear these guys. Yeah. But it's that sort of, well, there's no way in hell they're winning 107 games. Right? I mean, but I'd say they can still be good and win 10 games less than that and still be very good and dangerous. For the record, the San Francisco Giants, yes to make the playoffs, minus 128. No is plus 104. We've got about a minute and a half left here, Jason. What other futures did you put in? I know you got click happy. I got Yankees to miss the playoffs plus 270. I love how dependent they are on their average pitchers. That is great value. Uh, I took Luis Robert to be the home run leader and uh, Rafael Devers to go along with Trout at plus 550. Rafael Devers, another fan duel, plus 2,000. He is 200. He is 20 to one to win MVP. You know he's going to get the votes from the Red Sox writers. Lastly, incredible value on uh, FanDuel also. Spencer Torkelson plus five five hundred uh, to win AL Rookie of the Year. I also took Julio Rodriguez a plus four hundred. You can get Bobby Wood Jr. plus three hundred. You can make money off all all three of those guys. Um, I, I went with Julio Rodriguez and Torkelson. Witt will get a lot of votes, but I just think that Torkelson and Rodriguez are going to get a little bit more at-bats. They're going to be in a little bit more highlights, and their lineups are a little bit more developed for them to see pitches. And there is a little bit of hype about Rodriguez, right? I know they're all hype, but Rodriguez has sort of – he's got a lot of national – put it this way, yeah. not a lot of Seattle Mariners are talked about, bro, but – Everybody's talking coast to coast about this Rodriguez kid right now. He took the baton from Wander Franco, who took the baton from Vlad Guerrero Jr., who took the baton from Fernando Tatis Jr. for being the best prospect in baseball. Bobby Wood Jr. was just drafted. He wasn't sort of a prospect. He was kind of ready-made. Uh, Adley Rutschman also is a little bit older. Like, Joey Bart's 25. You can't really compare these players. Rodriguez is so good to watch. We saw him in the World Baseball Classic. He is just aesthetic, aesthetic, aesthetic. He's Jason B. Takafin. Aesthetic as well. Time flew by here, Jason. <laughs> it's always a pleasure, my man. Safe travels to Atlanta. We'll catch up with you the next week. Sounds great, kid. Thanks so much. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. 
Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love, all at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Tomorrow, let's say a lot of golf talk talking about with the Masters. Uh, Cam Stewart will join us, and of course we'll have Bob Bob from Vermont's picks, the Bandos Golf Guys picks. Uh, but it'll be the calm before the storm. Baseball starts Thursday. Here's a parlay for people: Milwaukee Brewers to win the division. The Brewers are going to win that division. The Brewers to win the division. The Dodgers to win the division. The Toronto Blue Jays to win the division. And the Atlanta Braves to win a division. I don't mind parlaying this because, listen, what are you going to do? You're going to bet a couple hundred bucks on the Braves at plus 110, plus 120 to win a division? I get it. You could. Uh, but I think the Dodgers are a slam dunk to win a division. I think the Brewers are pretty much a slam dunk to win that division. And uh, I think the Blue Jays are the team to beat. And the Blue Jays are paying a nice plus 175, so it boosts the parlay. 11 to 1. I'm playing it. 11 to 1. Milwaukee Brewers, Dodgers, Blue Jays, Braves, all to win the division. Pays eleven to one. So you put a nice, you put a hundred bucks on this, you get back twelve hundred and three dollars. I was getting a little carried away. I like the sound of this one here. Four hundred and sixteen dollars. Four hundred and sixteen dollars on this parlay. Milwaukee Brewers to win the NL Central, Dodgers to win the NL West, Blue Jays to win the AL East, Atlanta Braves to win the National League East. You put $416 on this, it returns $5,000.76. That's what I'm talking about. Like for $400, you're making the regular season pretty interesting. Right, you've got five dimes on on these divisions now, and like I said, the Dodgers should roll and win that division. The Brewers should roll and win the division. Then you get into the Braves, whatever. The Mets are a mess, man. They're always going to be injured and stuff. The Phillies pitching blow. The Braves, the Braves are the defending World Series champions. Put some respect on their name. And then the Blue Jays are the upstart team ready to take over the American League East. Other than that, you're on your own. May the winners be yours. Later. Is America's primary system working? Is the Electoral College still the best process for electing a president? Could a third-party candidate ever be successful? 
In a new season of You Might Be Right, former Tennessee governors Bill Haslam and Phil Bredesen gather the country's top experts to explore these issues and more as we approach the 2024 presidential election. Listen to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee, available now wherever you get your podcasts. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. 